When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. All right, welcome to the KBJ Aperture Podcast. Kevin's eyes look insane, but he's got new hair. Virginia is a witch, and she farts in her chair. Jason is a spaz who's got an old man's ass. Welcome to the After the Show Podcast. All right, it is Friday. Welcome to the KBJ After the Show Podcast. Gonna be a big old weekend. Lots of fun stuff going on. Virginia is gonna be doing Turtle Fest tomorrow. Turtle Fest tomorrow. Tonight, though, you know what I'm doing tonight? I'm going to uh, Harborside up in Jupiter Uh because uh, Ted White, remember Ted White from Channel 25? Love Ted. So his wife is just as good of a singer as he is. And she does the happy hour gig there at the hotel in Harborside. Oh, wow. That's a nice place. At the uh, Wyndham Grand. Is that what it is? Yeah. Yeah. In the bar area. Yep. Right there in the bar area. She does happy hour singing, like lounge singing. That's a cool bar, too. And he's going to come join her. I mean, you know, he is an amazing singer, too. If they do a duet. I am here for it. Oh, that's fun. I can just see you all drunk right now. Ted, sing me a song, Ted. Sing how deep is it alone? Ted, she wants to sing, sing a song that's going to make you uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> Take your shirt off, Ted. Ted, you'd be better. All right. I don't know if I would do that. <laughs> You've gone too far, Ross. Oh, I've gone too far. But here's far. the problem. We don't know if you won't do that either, though. <laughs> there are no guarantees in life. No, there's not. I mean, I'll think you'll do it either, but I don't know if you won't. Yeah. I don't know you. You might. Who knows? Who you knows? do know me, and that's the fun part. You know me, but you don't know me. Yeah, yeah. Who Unpredictability. Knows? Who knows? Um... Let me see some of the things that uh, are going on this weekend, too. I'm uh, hoping to check out the Lake Worth Street Painting Festival on Saturday. Love to do that. And then uh, Matthew's Brewing over there. It's not far at all. He's uh, got bands and all that stuff, so he's going to have a big old shindig over there. So hopefully do that little combo. And then uh, I hope to get out to the Astros Nationals game. I want to see Travis Scott throwing out the first pitch. So I've I've got big plans. Which will yeah. probably, none of those will happen. But that's my initial thought for the weekend. Um, I don't know how crowded it's going to be. It'll be interesting to see what he draws. You were asking earlier why Travis Scott's Cacti Hard Seltzer Beverage, which now has the naming rights on the ballpark of the Palm Beach, is why they waited so long. And uh, we got a message that had come in 
I love when uh, people are using that uh, mic drop mic drop feature. Yes, yeah, so it's perfect. WRMF app uh, because it does make it uh, so easy to do. Yeah, Jeff had uh, sent it in. He said it's because of the whole Astro World thing that had gone on. Oh, so he was supposed to put out his seltzer a couple of years ago. Yeah, that just goes to show you how much it got derailed. Wow. Because, yeah, on on the backs of people have died at your concert, and what role did you have to play in it? You're a little busy. Yeah. Maybe it's not the best time to roll out a liquor. No one yeah. wants to drink your drink. Uh-huh. So he had to kind of chill on that, so that didn't uh, work out. So I, I get it, but thank you for uh, that. That's a good thought, Jeff. Appreciate it. For everybody else yeah. using that mic drop feature. Now that makes sense, because he is very late to the seltzer game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, you were talking earlier about uh, Bartesian. Oh, I love this Bartesian. I, I don't even have it set up yet, but I've been watching videos online. Mm-hmm. Is it a marmalade? It's a cocktail-making robot. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. Bartesian. Yeah, I'm yeah. actually going to build a bar where my dining room is. We're going to build like a built-in wall bar, and the focal point of the whole entire bar is going to be this Bartesian. Remember in uh, Rocky Three, the beginning of Rocky Three, they had a robot that went yeah. around and served them mm. drinks. But we're mm. talking some mid 1980s bullshit robot. Yeah, I can only imagine the Martiki or whatever it's called. <laughs> Being next level robot awesomeness. It doesn't move. It's stationary. But you can tell it any cocktail you want, and it will make a perfect cocktail for you. And you can watch it like do all the work. It's pretty cool. Does it have a face? No, it's just like a giant, oh. huge like machine. Okay, yeah, they, Imagine, have, it, they like, have it on some cruise ships, I think, or at least something. I've seen robot bartenders on cruise ships. I don't know that the Bartesian's that fancy. And Janet sent an email saying, I'm surprised you were late to hop on the bus. It's kind of like a Keurig. You put a little pod in, and then you put your different types of liquor, and it makes the drink that you choose. Okay, I had a whole different vision in my head. I, I thought it was a robot. Here's your drink. Opening up. <laughs> Pouring it for you now. Here you go, sir. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, it's not a moving robot. Okay. That's kind of out of my price range. <laughs> That's why I got so excited for it. That's fucking badass. <laughs> <laughs> no, it stays stationary. Mm-hmm. But it's still pretty darn cool. Virginia's becoming a part of the robot agenda now. Look at her. Well, I mean. Of course, you brought in with alcohol, and that's how they got her in. They got me. Well, we bitch and moan about about technology until it suits us. I'm like, oh, that's pretty cool. I love it. Okay, I'm in. I love robots. I hate technology when I have to learn stuff, but technology for more cocktails? Uh, Yeah. Hello. Tell me that wouldn't be awesome if we got to the point where you did have a robot that could walk around and go, hey, uh. Hey, Robbie Robot, can you please give me that beer? It, co- it opens up the beer for you. Here's Boom. your fresh beer, Kevin. Yeah. They've got those now. There's a line, there's a chain of hotels, because I saw it when we were in Buffalo. It was some high-end hotel that had robot room service. So if you forgot your toothbrush and you called down for a toothbrush, this robot brings it up to you. Room service, robot brings it to your door. I mean, it was pretty cool. It would walk up as a robot? Yeah, it rolls right up. Now let me ask you this. What if somebody was all drunk and being all skeezy and the robot comes up, oh, thanks for the drink. Hey, do you mind uh, jerking me off a little bit? Is that now going to be a crime if the robot goes, I feel uncomfortable, and it walks back? 
can you now go to jail for being hashtag me too towards a robot? I don't know. That's a great <laughs> question. You got nothing for that, Virginia? I mean... You see what I'm saying? Asking for a friend? Or are you thinking about fucking a robot? No, these are just the issues I, th- I can see that's going to happen when the, the robots that are realistic... Well, robots have rights. I'm telling you, it's going to get to that point, Virginia. It's going it's to get... It's well, going to get weird. Put your penis on its arm and let's see what happens. Well, imagine that. The, 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 it's a robot, but it really comes off like a human. It goes, oh my gosh, Kevin. No, I don't. There's no way. I would always be, I don't care how many years they're in, I'd be afraid of a malfunction. I think just rip my dick clean off. Well, <laughs> and I know you wouldn't do that because you're not a skeezy person, but I'm just saying, there, that, that's what happens in the movie, uh, the, the Harrison Ford one, when, oh, gosh. Harrison the Ford fugitive? Not the fugitive. It's the the. I can't think of it. It's it's about robots. It's a Blade Runner. There is uh-huh. a scene where he is with the robot, but mm-hmm. she's a robot, and he forces her to kind of do stuff. And I had to pause the movie and go, "Is this a thing people are calling out?" And it, it was a thing people were calling out. But he was forcing the robot to do stuff. Wow! Did so, she look like a woman? She looked just talked, looked. Yeah. Everything was a. Mm-hmm. That's what was. That's what makes it weird. Yeah. So, will robots have rights? Can you? Could you rape a robot I mean, in the future, or just do anything bad to a robot? Especially if they go, I, I'm uncomfortable, Virginia. Stop mm. this. Do they have that ability? They will. They will have that ability. Who knows where it's going to go? It's a Please, wild world if you come to my house, don't rape my Bartesian. <laughs> Please. You're just trying I, to get a kaya. I'd be like, you know what? Cancel that drink. <laughs> I don't want you putting yeah. any kind of weird stuff uh, guys, in or out for the on night. my Bartesian. We're going out for the night. Jay, we just fuck the robot bartender. We got to go. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, it's people already debating it. I've seen people argue about this this, this exact issue right here. You better not teabag my Bartesian. That's I'm, all I got to say. As soon as anything, even a robot goes, I'm uncomfortable. I go, oh, this is weird. Oh, my gosh. Oh, wow. I don't like it. <laughs> the robot was saying that? Yeah, acting like a human. Oh, oh man! Well, there was that one. It's ro- still troubling. It yeah. was the one robot that does look like a human, and they were doing a test with it, and it's not supposed to ever show anger. And all of a sudden, through one of the tests, it got mad really quick and showed an angry face. Damn! And it wasn't programmed to do that. Hmm. It's a okay. real thing. It learned. Right. <laughs> yeah. Okay. It learned, and then it turned. Wow. All right. And then it ripped your dick off because it knew you were trying to help it. Well, don't don't be skeezy to those robots is the lesson. Let <laughs> mm-hmm. um, me see another email here uh, for Virginia. Shannon uh, said, yeah, I just want to let you guys know that I had taken my boys to the Monster Jam show in Tampa a couple weeks ago. And the only thing open was a Hooters. My youngest is 13. He had a great time. It was not uncomfortable or weird at all. But I did want to say one thing. Virginia, why wouldn't you send your chicken wings back to get them cooked? You said they were raw and bloody. I worked in a restaurant for many years, Cheesecake Factory. I would have never expected anyone to keep raw food. That is so odd to me. You're not complaining that the food tastes bad. Why would you pay for something that isn't cooked? She wants to know. I'm I'm just of the school that I never send anything back to the kitchen because I feel like, you know, whatever's going on in that kitchen, and I don't know because I didn't go in there, but it's a vibe in there of we're not even cooking chicken right. And I 
already think that that's such a disgruntled and weird place that the staff is probably in. What are they going to do to my chicken when I send it back? Are they going to like throw it on the floor and then put it on the plate? I just I, I got no interest in sending anything back to the kitchen like that. It's it's not how I've ever rolled. I, I have a problem doing that too for whatever reason. I, I'm not a, a a person that likes to send shit back. Mm-hmm. I don't want to make a scene because you know as soon as you start making a scene, that's when somebody goes, "Oh, that's Virginia from the KVJ show." That bitch. You know that's what's going to happen. Sometimes mm-hmm. that can't happen too. It does, and. I try to just be nice, tip everybody, smile, and get the fuck out. And I can go put the chicken in the air fryer at my house. And and sometimes somebody will, they'll fuck with your food because yes. they- because they, they're mad that you complained and you sent it back. Is That has to be a crime, and I'm curious if you caught somebody in the act- what would be the punishment for that? What is that a misdemeanor? Is that a felony? I think it depends on what it is, first of all. The time when someone fucked with my food, it kind of backfired on that son of a bitch because he put a big old thing of ice cream in my cheeseburger and I'm eating it. All of a sudden, all this ice cream starts squirting out of my cheeseburger. And I look at it, I'm like, what the fuck is this? And then I kept eating it and go, son of a bitch, this tastes amazing. Thank you for doing this shit. Uh, joke is on you. <laughs> I loved it, motherfucker. I did. I loved it. <laughs> I just think that there's so many things that can go wrong after you send something back to the kitchen. And just it creates this whole new scenario that I have no control over, that I don't want to be a part of conflict. Well, I have a lot of friends who are in the restaurant business, and they tell me some horror stories of of rogue people who got either fired. Yes. The the one that seems to be a popular one is the ripping out of pubic hair and putting it in a sandwich. If somebody goes down that that dark avenue. And it's happened, and I just don't want it to happen to me. So when I'm there, I'm just trying to be all butterflies and rainbows and puppy dogs and unicorns and have a great time and then get the fuck out. I I don't want to be the girl that sends stuff back to the kitchen and now the chef is motherfucking me under his breath. And it's just, it's a whole scenario that I'm not interested in being a part of. I was at the original House of Pancakes and I was having breakfast with my friends and this, it was a whole entire family. They were the rudest, mean, everybody was mean to the wait staff to the point where People, we said something to the table saying, hey, you guys are awful. You're not at the breakers. You're at fucking... International House of Pancakes. The girl that was serving them was so, was in the weeds. 9,000 yes. tables. And, and, and the girl that waited on us at Hooters was so lovely. She was so sweet. She was so kind and so awesome that, like, I just, I didn't want to... I didn't want to throw shade on the whole experience because everybody had a great time. The only thing that was wrong was my chicken, and I'm a big girl. I can suck it up and go reheat my chicken. But what if someone says, well, maybe they should know about the chicken because they're going to serve it to other people? Well, maybe they should know, but it's not my job (laughs) to insert myself in that whole situation and now be a part of their drama and their problems in the kitchen. I, I, I don't have time for their problems. I got my own problems. Does the Mexican queen send them back? 
That's a good question. I doubt it. And what we did would depend on where she set. And I don't think she's more of a fuck it, I'm never coming back kind of girl. She won't say anything, and you'll just never see her. Like I said, there's so many. We have such a tight rotation, probably no more than three places, because they do one little thing, and they're dead to her. And it's like, eh, I'll find a new place. I ordered a pizza the other night from a place that I like, and within like the third bite, there was a long hair cooked through yeah. the through pizza. Through the dough? Through the dough. Oh. And it was at the beginning stages of eating the pizza, do most people not eat that pizza? Because I, I, I couldn't finish it for what I, I just it was so grossed out. It, it ruined my appetite. It was such mm, a long, yeah. stringy uh. hair. And I knew it wasn't mine because it was through the pizza. That's why. Yeah, I'm, it's cooked into the dough. Yeah. Do most people, do they, they power through that or do most people punt on that? Majority of people, I'd say about 70% quit. You Okay. Do you quit? Probably. Do you quit? I think I would probably quit, but it depends on how hungry I am. I might pull the hair out Mm. and still serve that pizza to my kids, and they'll never know the difference. You do get that that mania when you're so hungry, you're like, I don't care, I'll... Yep, I'll eat that rhino's butthole. Yeah, and you talk yourself into it. Well, maybe it was my hair. Yes, <laughs> right. You, you tell do. yourself all these lies <laughs> that you know are not true. Definitely. Well, it could have been mine. I'll have a suits put up a poll. I am kind of curious if you were served raw chicken wings, would you send them back to the kitchen to have them cooked? Yes or no? I think most people, people most people would. Will. Most people would. Mm-hmm. I just, I have a policy. I don't get involved in creating that kind of drama. I'm curious to see how many people would eat the pizza if there was a hair. Because I know some people that would call me a pussy. They go, dude, it's a hair. You just bought a pizza for 18 bucks. You're not going to eat it now? People would tell you, dude, that ain't the only thing in your food. You have stuff in your food all the time, and you eat it, and you didn't know it. So it's no big deal. And people always throw this in my face. Dude, you eat so much terrible shit on the air. Yeah, that's on the air. I don't want to be doing that. That's my gig in my personal time. I don't want to eat fucking hair. Hair pizza? I'm not doing nasty shots at home. No. <laughs> I want to enjoy my food when I'm getting down and comfortable. I <laughs> uh, got an email from Corey. He said, uh, yeah, sorry, I got to call out uh, Denny's for his destruction of the word Parmesan. <laughs> he was calling it Parmesan cheese. He's doing that as a joke. Yeah, he does it on purpose. Okay. And it's pretty funny. Yeah, Mountaineer Michelle and I laugh for way too long about that. Yeah. Parmesan. Parmesan. Yeah. That sounds so nice. Um, got uh, Abigail. She said, anytime I hear that uh, Jelly Roll song, God, I need a favor, I make up my own lyrics, God, I need a liver. <laughs> yes. God, I need a liver. <laughs> Don't you, though? Yeah. I got to tell you, that Jelly Roll, man, got a, that guy's got a freaking hot hand. He does. You know, you guys probably only know that one song, but... Yeah, he's he's got another song, Save Me, that is big on country radio. And I just today I was kind of scanning through some songs. I'm like, that's a good song. Like it's he's got another banger out. I would say he's about he's at least probably four really super solid songs deep now and might be bigger than that. I'm not a massive Jelly Roll fan, but I am starting to notice. I'm like, I think that happens in country where if you get a hot hand. I learned so much watching the the Dave Grohl special he done with the Foo Fighters when they went to Nashville and he broke down how Music City works, how what a machine it is, and it's a town of songwriters, and they really hold all the power in the town and they're kingmakers, 
and you got this conglomerate of the best songwriters, and they're like, no, they're writing out the hits, the bangers. Wow. And they're like, give it to them. They got the hot hand. And that's kind of it. How cool is that? If you've got the look, the style, the sound, whatever they want, they're just feeding you hit after hit after hit after hit. And you're like, thank you very much. Thank you very much. You're recording, touring, just making an ass ton of money. And I think he is that flavor right now. But this is what I think is interesting. There is a debate about uh, the Beyonce thing, and it, I'm, I'm trying to narrow in on what the conversation is. And Jason said, look, this is what I dislike about the Beyonce song. And like I said, for me, the thing I love about Beyonce, I love diversity in country. And I think it's, it's necessary and it's great. And there's uh, some artists, Kane Brown, Breland, that are starting to come into country. And, okay, it, it's awesome because it should be that way. You know, because a lot of the country music stems from the South. There's a large black population. I don't know if you've ever been to Atlanta, but, I mean, it just makes sense. It should be happening. Uh, But the one thing that I think some people are worried about is losing the storytelling in country. Like the number one song right now, Luke Combs, uh, Out Where the Wild Things Are. The song is a whole story about his older rebellious brother that goes out west on a motorcycle, and he just has that free spirit. He goes and sees him, tells the whole story at the end. Of course, his brother hits a guardrail and dies, and they bury him out where the wild things are. Oh, damn. It's country, Virginia. That's what you got to do. Spoiler alert. That's almost as deep and as hard, hard-hitting as Don't Take the Girl by Tim McGraw. You heard that one before? I have, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know how that one ends. I do. Damn, mm-hmm. don't take her away. The story, though, right? You know, it, by it the is. time you get through three minutes, you have a story that is going on there. And that's what some people are like. We, we like that's what country is supposed to. But do. not every song is a story, though. It's that's not. That, and, that's kind the, of a. And, and to be fair, there are a lot of songs that bro country, especially Florida Georgia line. A lot of people are calling that out saying, what is the substance in this song? There's no story. It's like we're out playing, you know, beer pong and, you know, it's it's bullshit. So that's why some of the old guard of country didn't like some of those songs because like this is just not what we are it ain't no fancy by reba yeah you know and you can argue there's a gazillion songs that tell stories and you know jason he's one of those ones that said you know this is the problem i have with uh the new uh beyonce song is it's just you read the lyrics and it's 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 like booty shaking it's it's just a bunch of lines about lay your cards down basically shake your ass fancy car Drinking whiskey, and but it's nothing, you know. It's just a bunch of freaking lines. And it's know? it's gonna the media loves it because there's a racial element to it, and they yeah. they're going to play that it, like a fiddle, and they're going to throw that in everyone's. It's going to get people fighting. It's mm. going to be nothing but division to create the one color they care about, which is money, green. Yeah, I think they do have a point in love. I'm saying I, the music industry. Yeah, yeah, and, and look, the Beyonce thing's doing well. I. You know, will it change the genre? Will they get away from the storytelling and just go more like, hey, man, we're making money on just doing the kind of stuff that poppy shit's doing? I think that's where some people do have a bit of a concern. But even that, though, is kind of like a media type of not every there's plenty of of country songs in the last 25 years that have nothing to do with storytelling but that's going to be the thing the media holds on to is the storytelling and then we want this but they're 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 creating some narrative the media is they they create a narrative sometimes it's not necessarily true well i think the thing that would be great is if beyonce could shut everybody up and come out with one of those songs if you need a story have a song that's got a story in it there you go got all that kind of stuff 
and be like, yeah, I can. I'm not just in it. Because some people think that it's a quick cash grab. She's jumping into it. She's going to do a little do si real quick into country, prove that she can conquer it, crush it, and then do si right out and be like, yeah, I made my money. I'm, I'm gone. Well, she's from Texas. It's not like she's not legit. I think it's a fit. Yeah, I, I, I think it is a fit. <laughs> she said she talked about how they grew up, you know, mm-hmm. and being in the country scene, you know, wearing the boots and the hats and the going to the rodeos and all that. Like, yeah, I don't think country knows color. Mm-hmm. I mean, and country always throws in an act. It's always been known to throw in an act that gets people, what's going on? What the hell? I can't believe. Again, Garth Brooks was not welcome with open arms when he first got into country. He wasn't. For, with a lot of old school traditional mm-hmm. people, they thought he was poppy. They thought yeah. he was cheese dick. Yeah. So and, it's, and for it's, any of the Beyonce people to see that, look, country has always had hesitancy on welcoming new artists. That's not, regardless that's what of I'm color. Saying. Yeah, that's. That's why I don't know that it's necessarily a color thing. I hope the discussion sticks to, all right, and so what? She may make, you know, the the country songs that don't have the greatest depth. There are still those country songs out there by artists of all colors. Yeah, and I hope it stays that way, too, but I'm just already reading stuff. that It's not mm-hmm. staying that way. Yeah. So it's, it's going to be an ongoing discussion. We'll see. Like I said, hopefully she can come out with a song that does have depth and shut everybody the hell up. Uh, Christy. Her what Virginia's talking about with uh, Rocco the other day. She had this uh, nightmare about somebody victimizing her nine-year-old, almost nine-year-old son in a public restroom. And she's like, nope, Rocco's going to be going with me into the women's restroom until he's 17 years old. Engineer Key said in the Navy, we did have a thing. If you had to kind of do that, you knock on the door and say, man on deck. You know, maybe that's something you could, you know, take. But Man on deck sounds like... You're about to shit your pants. Man on deck. I'm shitting my pants. Man on deck. Move out Fire the way. Fire in the hole. Yeah, that sounds like you've got some issues. I bet you they get out the way. You're right that yeah. way. Clear. Time to clear out a bathroom and fast. I'm about to blow. Uh, Christy said, I can't really believe that the bathroom thing came up on your show because the situation happened to my husband a few weeks ago. And I wrote a Reddit thread, my first one ever about it. And commenters agreed 100% that he needed to report it. Here's her report. It says, creepy enough to report. Um, am I overreacting? My husband was at a busy market at a work event. He went to the restroom and there was a man in there. The man touched him as he passed by. But my husband thought he was reaching for something and thought nothing of it. There are some sinks, then a wall, followed by urinals. So my husband goes to the urinal, and when he finishes, he turns around, and this man is standing about three feet behind him, crouched down and shaking his head up and down like, oh, yeah. And my husband's like, what the fuck, man? And walks back past him, at which point the man grabs his arm and says, I could definitely take you. What? My husband ignores him and washes his hands. I've already told my husband this is the one time maybe hand washing wasn't necessary. Right. As he's drying his hands, the man grabs his bicep and says, you're built well, but I think I could take you. And my husband looks right at him and says, do we need to find the fuck out? At which point the man backs off and my husband left. The scenario has left me thinking for several days, and I can't shake it. My husband says that this was the strangest thing that ever happened to him, and he was really kind of shaken up by it. I told him the next day that he should have reported it. What if he had assaulted somebody else? What if our teenage son had gone in there or somebody else's younger kid? What if somebody was assaulted later in the day by that man? She's right. My husband thinks I'm overreacting. I told him that the fact that 
the man watched him peeing and actually made a face and a yeah sound was already too far. Before the touching. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Am I overreacting? No, I don't think you are at all. You definitely go tell somebody about that guy. That guy needs to be detained, and the police need to talk to him. That's without a doubt grounds to call the police on somebody. You can't touch people in a bathroom. Amen. You can't, you can't be... As soon as someone touches you, you have the right to call the cops. And mm-hmm. she's right. If you don't say anything, then you're just setting up the next victim. And what if that person is not as able to take care of themselves like your husband was? I'll tell you what I do. That motherfucker comes at me. I just start hitting hissing at him <laughs> just start do, just throwing it right back at him so let's see how he likes that i love the hiss yeah I, i'm telling you hissing is strong hissing if you're getting attacked start hissing at somebody it, it will throw off their balance they don't know what to do i'm not saying it's foolproof and i'm not saying it's always going to work but it might work more than you think okay hiss but commit to the hissing yeah i got you i feel you bird uh, this is interesting. Catherine had sent this in. Farms being destroyed by fire. Now, a lot of these stories, I never know, okay, how deep are we going into the conspiracy world? What's real? What's not? They just know what I don't. It's just stuff the mainstream media doesn't choose to report on. Is it fear-mongering? You know, look, as a regular person just trying to live their life, how much does this affect mine? And is this something I should pay attention to or not? But she said, for real, this has been happening. Nobody's reporting on. Yes, it is one reason why food is so expensive, and it's mostly happening in the U.S. I did see, I think over the next year, uh, they said beef is going to go up by 30%. 30%? I think that's what it was, yeah. They were talking about how some things, because there are issues going on, and one of them might be this. Uh, somebody posted this up, says, here we go again. Chicken farm in Texas with 12 million chickens destroyed by fire says, over the past two years, somebody has destroyed hundreds of chicken, beef, egg, and dairy production facilities. I don't know who's doing it, but it is far from random. Uh, that's one reason why food is getting so much more expensive in the U.S. Is it Big Pharma wanting to make you sick from a nutrient-efficient diet? Is it some form of weird globalist climate people? Is it radical animal rights groups trying to force their cult diet on you? A foreign power seeking to cause disruption in the U.S.? Or maybe it's something else. All I can say is that uh, it's happening right now, and it is kind of dangerous. What do you think it is? I have not heard of any other chicken farm fires or anything else. So that's the first that I've seen. So I don't know how prevalent it is. If beef's going up 30%, now's a good time to go vegetarian. Well, and that's why some people are saying, look at the agendas here. Have you seen the lab-grown meat stuff? They're trying to really push that. And they're saying, what would be a great way to drive people to lab-grown meat? Well, you can't get farm-raised meat. Oh, even when What's we, your option? Remember we were talking about Beyond Burgers a lot for back in the day? The yeah. Plan, even when we talked about that, people got bitchy. Like, no, don't take away our meat. Shut the fuck up about this plant bullshit. People get very weird about this. You know who they say is the largest? I don't know if this is true. This is what TikTok told me. Oh, well, okay. You know who they say on TikTok is the largest owner of crops and agricultural farmland? No, who? Bill Gates. Oh, shit. (laughs) Yeah. And Virginia just got political. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know what that means, but on TikTok, they're saying that, and... I don't know. That's a little sketch to me. I didn't think Bill Gates was a farmer. Yeah. Farmer Bill? Well. <laughs> farmer Gates? 
Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's true or not, but TikTok said it, so I believe everything TikTok says. Well, I know he does own a lot. I'm not sure that he is the largest, and you know, TikTok loves a headline like that. <laughs> what? It grabbed me. Yeah. Uh, he's amassed about 270,000 acres of farmland across the country, but that's still a relatively small slice of the nation's nearly 900 million total farm acres. And so, yeah, there's Bill Gates. You'll hear BlackRock, a lot of things like that. Uh, somebody said that BlackRock owns the majority of the country's 80 million single-family homes. So the Census Bureau shows that uh, fewer than 20% of properties are rentals, and the vast majority of those are owned by individual investors, not BlackRock. So those are some of the names you often hear in the conspiracy theories that are thrown around. Also, the Chinese owning troubling swaths of American farmland, especially near some military facilities that we have, and then some instrumentation showing up on telephone poles around that area Mm. that could jam transmissions so basically what you're saying is we're sitting on a powder keg (laughs) there's so much stuff that is swimming around right now it it is it's crazy and it is scary um i'm at the point where i have some concern i'm not one of those people that completely freaks out but yeah there's a lot of things that are aligning that a slight escalation it is a definite powder keg but here's my my question because i really don't Mm -hmm. know the answer I like to listen to a lot of old, older radio broadcasts, just from old kind of shows. Yeah. And it, they'll, they'll be talking about almost the same type of stuff, kind of what you're talking about. And this will be 15 years ago or even 20 years ago. And they're saying the same thing, going, I'm concerned about what's going on right now. It's basically, we're sitting on a powder keg. Is it? <laughs> are we always sitting on a powder keg? Or does everyone just no matter what, within your time period, always believe it's the most scariest, it's the worst time ever? Or is it there's some truth to that? No, you have ebbs and flows. I mean, you look at the history of the world, and there's always been ebbs and flows. You know, our our biggest disruption was World War II, and that's before any of our lifetimes. But there are some people that, you know, know about it, and it's not so far out of the— you know, fact and, and look, World War Two, fifty to eighty-five million people died. Yeah, I mean that. There's that's an example of you know that has a yeah that you are going through. Sh- that's shit. pretty significant, right? That, fifty to eighty-five million people dead. Uh, yes. Yeah. It's a so, large so if you did live during that time, yeah, you could say this is a yeah. We're on a powder keg. <laughs> so yeah, some people are just they saying we're on a powder keg. How how close are we to that? Because you know, you World go. War One started with one singular shot. Oh boy, the, you know, an assassination. I, and, I, and that's all it took was that one little thing, and I was a powder keg at the time. I just saw a documentary on World War One, and yeah. they, they, the way they opened it up was so good. I, and I was thinking of, I was thinking of both of you. Go, Kevin would love this. Virginia I would. would hate it. I, you gotta tell me what it is. I can't wait to watch it. I would poke so my excited. eyes out. It's got a history boner. Oh, that sounds so terrible. <laughs> they really break down the world. World War One. Oh, reenactments, Kev, is great. Yeah. <laughs> so where we are in the uh, sensitivity level, I I would say we're yellow to orange. That's that's kind of my feeling of it. And murder red is what we are trying to avoid. Murder to red is all it takes is that one shot. 
an assassination or something along those lines. And we're going to have a majority of the powers of the world wrapped up battling each other. Do you think that someone, one of our, a person that's not a fan of America, you think they got the balls to do it, to, to really set that all in motion and oh, take yeah. that shot? I and, think people are trying it right now. And throw, in, throw everything into chaos? Yeah. I, it's, it's, people are trying it right now. That is the goal of many people. But will they be successful? Hopefully not. It's just cooler heads have to prevail, you know? I get that a small terrorist group could want to do that. I'm saying one of the big dogs. You think one of the big dogs got the balls to set it all in motion and get, get that World War Three going? Yes, I do. I think so. I think he's trying right now. So it's a he, Virginia. Damn it. No Virginia, one's isn't surprised. It always, isn't no it always. one is surprised. It's got a dick. Damn isn't it men. always? Dick with a dick. Yep. <laughs> Go figure, huh? What did he do? Yep. <laughs> it's not really going to be cranking this weekend, but spring break officially starts tomorrow. Uh, the biggest things that you're going to see spring break wise, it's, uh, you know, more middle of March is when it's going to be all freaking nuts. When is a uh, Palm Beach County school spring break? I'm not sure. Don't know. Offhand. Because your wife's going to be off and your son's going to be off. Yeah. And they're off on separate weeks. Really? Yeah. Oh, uh-huh. that sucks. Yeah. Uh-huh. That sucks a dog. You taking a vacay? I I might uh, during that, yeah, just to to, to do something. Maybe a, I, I try to. It's a good time to do that. You know, we've worked through the President's Day and Martin Luther King uh, Jr. Day, and you know some of those. So I might because you get to that point where you do this thing for about two three months. You start to <laughs> if you don't take a small break, you're going to go mad. Start to run on fumes a little bit. So. Yeah, it looks like... It looks like the week of the 18th. Yes, March 18th. Palm Beach County. Uh So the week before that is when Rocco is off, because that's Martin County is the week before. Okay. Yeah, of course. They can't... Can't everybody get on the same freaking page here? We're trying to do a radio show together, and Virginia's got to send her kid (laughs) all the way north. And she's got Mardi Gras Part 2 coming up. Grandma's turning 100. That's what... I knew there was something. Yeah. Yeah. I won't be here. Grandma's turning 100. Yeah. Okay, yeah, Virginia. Gonna be out again. <laughs> I got a gallivant. Yeah. Y'all can come with me. How long are you going for? Just two days. I'll only be out two days for that. The a Thursday and a Friday? Yeah. Her birthday is Thursday. Oh, okay. So I'll be gone Thursday and Friday. Now, if I, let's just, for giggles here, let's say I did go. What would that trip look like for a bird? Because we got to do family time, but grandma's going to be in bed real early. So Yeah, we like to hang in Nashville. So we stay in Nashville. We party in Nashville. If you came with us, you, you probably would You'd keep your hotel in Nashville. And we'd only go up to Bowling Green for like the birthday dinner itself on the night of the 14th of March. Okay, 100 years old, you probably only got what? And it's not a diss on grandma, but probably no more than four hours of activity. And you probably want to chill, right? Yes. And, you know, you can't do anything like jump out and yell surprise. I'm not. Th- I'm, I'm not. I can't no. go. Yeah. I, I can't go. I, I talk loud. I talk <laughs> oh, with my hands. Boy. Oh, I spill boy, yeah. shit. If you no. karate chalk my grandma. I can't go. <laughs> I can't go. <laughs> 
Oh, well, you got to go a good bit from Nashville to get to where they are, right? Yeah, there's an hour north. That's it. Mm. It's just okay. one hour north right. to Bowling Green. So we'll probably spend most of our time in Nashville and then just go up to Bowling Green to, to be with Grandma. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah, we're, right. we're talking about a Nashville trip. I don't know if it's going to be that quick, though. I would have a tough time forgiving myself if I hit a <laughs> glass and she. Oh, I can't even think about it. <laughs> You want to talk about uh, Nashville, though, man. I sent this uh, photo to my son and to the family yesterday. The top is Nashville in 2015, the skyline, and the bottom is Nashville now. You want to talk about a city that's popping? I can't believe that street, that Broadway. Yeah. I cannot believe the growth and development and just, it is a totally different beast than 10 yeah. years ago. That's a cool picture. Yeah. That, that could be framed. Yeah, their downtown is really jamming and uh, Garth is going to reopen up his honky tonk. and In two weeks. Then you got Morgan Wallen's doing a six-story honky tonk. Yeah, it's it's really kind of like country Vegas now. It is. Yeah, it's turned into if you love bar hopping and all that stuff. So if you're doing the uh, spring break stuff, Carrie was wanting to know what to do for her nephew, who's a freshman in college, coming to visit me March first through the fifth. He's bringing at least one of his friends, maybe two. And I'm a little bit of a in a panic mode. I never had kids. Even though he's my nephew, I haven't been around him since he was growing up in New York. Uh, and he goes to college in Pennsylvania. I just want to be cool, but at the same time, make sure that he and his friends are safe and make good decisions. Any advice on where I can take them for nightlife that uh, you would recommend? Titty, in the titty bar. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> just kidding. I mean, the kids all love Clematis. They love the vibe. You got, you know... Pawn shop uh, would be good because pawn shop it's is. It's now uh, Clematis Social. Yeah, Clematis, Clematis, Clematis Social. Okay, Social. Yeah. So that's that's twenty one and under, I think. And then you got Camelot. That's fun over there. Is I know, that twenty one and over though? I don't know. So he's nineteen. I think that's a twenty one over. I think the only place you can go is Clematis Social. Is the only bar that they'll be able to get in. I mean, you you've got Bradley's, which you can go in there. That would probably be a good move because that's open and. You know, I, th- I think you can go there and have a pretty good time. And once you're in, maybe you won't have any kind of hassles. The whole street's going to be a vibe, too. Yeah, absolutely. So I think you'll uh, be all right on that. Um, and I don't know if they want to go to Fort Lauderdale or anything like that. That's a little bit of a haul. But they could take the Bright Line. Yeah. That might be something to uh, throw them on that and uh, let them go crazy. Um there is, if they do want to check out a club, Sway is pretty much where a lot of underage kids get in in Fort Lauderdale. <laughs> Sway. Sway, yeah. It's the name of it. So go check it out. I think they like to swipe cell phones there, though, so be careful. Oh, be careful. Yeah, every place mm-hmm. you go is going to be very swipey. It will. At spring break. Yeah, yeah, trust me. The thieves are just, they're licking their chops Salivating. Right now. They can't wait. Don't let your nephew be a victim. Have him keep his eyes and his wits about him. That's what they say about spring break. While you're licking something else, the burglars are licking their chops to steal your shit. That's what they say. <laughs> are you just making stuff up? It's the end of the week. <laughs> <laughs> it's the end of the show at the end of the week. I knew yeah, that was that's a good God, baby. <laughs> Use her bird run down Damn, out of battery. You shut down the show. <laughs> <laughs> I, I did us a favor. <laughs> <laughs>
All right, y'all, don't forget to go and vote, too, for the KBJ Draft. It's on Instagram and Facebook. Doing the best frozen foods. We'll have the announcement on that Monday at 735. Who put together the best team of three? Let us know. Send us those emails. Mail at kbjshow.com. And y'all have a kick-ass weekend. We'll see you back here on Monday. Goodbye.